I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. Hey yo, Jay Mac here in my solo season talking about Shift. Last time I talked about going full time on Shift and how I might have waited a little too long to do so. That was kind of maybe my first mistake, if you will. It's more just kind of looking back something that may have been a misstep. And that's kind of what I want to focus on in this episode is what other potential missteps did I have with Shift? I think it's important when talking about a founder's story to hear some of the failures, you know, otherwise all you see is the success. It's real easy to look around on Twitter and other things like bare metrics and see, you know, just revenue and see product launches. And that's not the whole story. That's not the real part of it. You know, there's a lot of work that goes in before that behind the scenes that you don't really see. You know, there's a lot of trial and error that is happening behind the scenes. There's maybe a lot of failures that happens uh, that, you know, you don't really see uh, at the end when you're just kind of hearing again about the successful uh, revenue milestones or the successful product launch. So, I think it's important, again, to kind of hear about that, especially before maybe I get deeper into uh, some of the uh, kind of differentiators and strategies and revenue milestones in maybe some of the final episodes of this season. So one of the first things I did with Shift was break into uh, the PHP shifts. And I kind of thought these would be a no-brainer. If the Laravel shifts were doing well, and that is a subset of the PHP community, then why wouldn't the PHP shifts do well, right? It just seemed like a natural evolution. It seemed like a no-brainer. So I started building some PHP shifts to go, uh, at the time, I think, from you know PHP 5 to PHP 7. Of course, PHP skipped uh, version 6 because it was like this interesting Unicode adventure that never really took off, and so there is no uh, PHP 6. So to go from uh, 5.6 uh, up to 7.0, uh, was a pretty major update. Um, so I built uh, that initially, and then I built one to 7.1. And I think there might have been a PHP 7.2 shift as well. The point, though, is that they were pretty short-lived. Uh, they really got no traffic whatsoever. I don't have a good explanation for why. You may be able to point to some missed marketing opportunities. You may be able to point to uh, there not being uh, a lot of overlap in my current audience. For example, Laravel developers probably don't have many vanilla or native PHP projects. Uh, they're just going to run the Laravel shifts. There's really no reason for them to cross over and run, for example, the Laravel 6.x shift and then run the PHP uh, 7.0 shift. That's just not something that happens. In fact, technically underneath um, any PHP kind of breaking changes uh, that were within the framework, that Laravel shift is going to do anyway. So so again, not a lot of product crossover there. And, and for my current audience, while you know a Laravel developer is a PHP developer, it may not have had as, as much crossover as one might think. Leaving those aside, though, I do think there was a reason why that didn't work, uh, again, in retrospect, kind of looking back at it. 
This gets into a bit of a fundamental difference between the communities and something you see create a little uh, friction between the communities sometimes. And I think the Laravel community is far more product oriented. They're far more service oriented. Laravel has a really good ecosystem, much like Apple has an ecosystem uh, around their products and services, right? Uh, Laravel from day one kind of came with Laircasts, and Laircast is a paid service. Uh, you subscribe and you get to watch all these videos to learn more about, you know, Laravel and PHP and all these other things, again, in inside the community. Of course, they have free videos, but the point is, it has a paid side as well. And there are all sorts of examples of this, Shift included, within the Laravel community. And I think that's kind of a key differentiator. That's not to say that there aren't paid services within PHP, but PHP is very much kind of a, a tinkerer, hackers, DIY kind of community, right? That, that's really the appeal of PHP. It's the glue. It runs on anything. It's, it's out there, you know, for free hosting platforms, right? And in a way, it's kind of done a disservice to maybe founders. You know, I think it's a little bit harder within the general PHP community, again, to create services, simply for the fact that maybe that audience, that broader audience is is not really used to paying or potentially doesn't want to pay. And, and like I talked about in one of the earlier episodes, probably the biggest competitor of shift is simply doing it yourself. You can, of course, do the upgrade yourself. So in a broader community like PHP, where, again, it has tinkers, it has DIYers, they look at it and say, well, I don't need to pay 10 bucks for that. I don't need to pay 20 bucks for that. I'll save the 20 bucks. They don't look at their time as as being valuable, maybe in the same way that a Laravel developer does. Um, again, a Laravel developer might look at one of these services that's out there in the community and say, well, hey, the, you know, this thing does it for me. And, and uh, you know, on top of that, maybe I, I want to support the Laravel community. So I'm glad to pay, you know, 10 bucks. So because of that, I think the PHP shifts fell pretty flat. I do get questions about them to this day. And I pretty much just say exactly what I'm saying now. You know, hey, I used to build these things, but they just didn't get a lot of use. So they weren't really worth my time to, to kind of keep up with. It is unfortunate because over the years I've thought again about breaking into other categories, but that one seemed like such a failure to me because going into it, again, I thought, wow, gosh, PHP community is even larger than the Laravel community. This is going to be great. And, and it just fell so flat that um, it really turned me off to breaking into other categories. I, I thought at a point in time I would potentially break into Rails being kind of another full stack framework. I partnered with someone recently, uh, Bryce. He reached out to me about the Django shifts and uh, you know he kind of took point on those, so I'm glad to um, include them in the catalog. Jess uh, has helped me over the years with the Tailwind shifts. And the Tailwind shifts particularly, I think do well because it has that crossover from the Laravel community. You know, you know, Tailwind was created by, by members that, that also came out of the Laravel community, you know, namely Adam Wathen. And because of that, I think, you know, Tailwind initially had, had a lot of Laravel users that kind of crossed over into that. Uh, so again, while the Tailwind shifts aren't necessarily moving the needle a crazy amount, they have definitely generated more revenue than the PHP shifts, which again, just kind of blows my mind because it's not what I would have thought. 
As far as Django, uh, it's something I may keep up with. We'll see. But right now, that's just kind of a free shift to attempt to maybe break into that category. But the point is, I haven't had a lot of success breaking into other categories. And maybe that's because I don't have enough clout in certain categories, don't have enough reputation. I'm not speaking at those conferences, all the things I kind of mentioned again, in earlier episodes that may have helped with shift, I just don't have that connection. I don't have the influencers. At this point, it would be a lot of work, I think, for me to break into a new category like Rails. You know, as I continue to be older, as I continue to grow my own family, the time it would take to kind of break into that, while it would, you know, potentially move the needle big time for shift, it could double revenue, it it could triple revenue, you never know. Uh, Rails could be a bigger category than Laravel. So for that reason, there's an appeal, but again, pretty happy with where shift is now. Uh, I'm not necessarily looking to, to add on more work to again, kind of start over. That might not necessarily be the right move. It might be a misstep. It might be a missed opportunity. Again, I'm comfortable with that. So, so breaking into other categories is, is something that, you know, seems pretty obvious, but unfortunately hasn't really worked out for shift. Laravel is absolutely the bread and butter for shift. Um, it's where it all got started and it's, it's where it all will end. So as far as some other things that maybe I tried, there was a point in time quickly following where um, I thought about, okay, once I started making these additional Laravel shifts and and these other shifts for other categories, I thought, well, why not make like this developer platform thing? Why not take this app store model where I open up the platform in a way and allow other people to create uh, shifts, their own shifts, and maybe they can create page shifts and I would take a percentage of that. Again, just like the App Store, um, you know, Apple takes around 30%, uh, developer keeps 70%. So very same thing, the Shift developer platform. And I spent probably six months on that. You know, I definitely thought it was a cool idea. Again, coming from kind of iOS, it, it made a lot of sense to me. It had a lot of appeal to me, uh, not only as a developer, but also kind of as a business that's a great model, right? I, I don't even have to build shifts anymore. I just let everybody else and I kind of become this marketplace kind of support. And that's where it started to go off the rails. Um, it was a pretty large endeavor, not only to refine shift in a way where it came with this SDK kind of API, um, you know, the documentation around all that, uh, the sandboxing of that, the distribution of that, the financial payouts of that, what if someone's in another country, um, the support of that. I don't know anything about these shifts. Uh, you know, what if one breaks the platform? What if one deletes someone's code? Or what if one does something malicious? You know, Apple has a review process for every single one of its apps. Uh, it's kind of black box. It gets a lot, of, a lot of bad publicity sometimes. But, you know, the platform's a little bit of a walled garden. And Shift would need to be the same way. I would need to make sure that, you know, these things didn't do something malicious. So the undertaking there would have really required more than just me. It's something that I still think is a good idea. But much like breaking into other categories, the amount of work that that would bring on would be way more work relative to what I'm already doing, relative to the shifts that I'm building now, which, you know, at this point, Laravel only does one release a year versus the two. So I'm I'm doing even less work for the Laravel category. Just once a year, I'm knuckling down for a couple weeks and I'm reviewing the change log and talking with Taylor and the team and and building a shift. And then theoretically, once that's out there, I, I just go into support mode. You know, but with other categories, you know, I compound that with additional release cycles, with additional technologies, with a developer platform, I would exponentially increase that with, again, 
all the different shifts and, and then bump up the support, you know, by a factor of who knows 10 X. Um, so it's just a big commitment again for one person. And, and that kind of brings me maybe to the final point. Um, you know, shift is just me. I've had contractors over the years, uh, definitely on the design front, you know, Jack McDade, uh, has, has kind of refreshed the shift landing page and a couple of the inner pages. Every couple of years, I reach out to him again, kind of keeping things in the Laravel community. I like his designs. I think it has a good feel for shift. It, it really kind of fits that persona that I want shift to have, you know, kind of fun, um, and edgy. And so I, I like, um, doing that and contracting out with him, you know, obviously Jess has helped, uh, there for a little bit she's now joined the, the Laravel team. Uh, so, you know, her time is limited. She does help me when new shifts come out. Um, especially something like the Veet converter, which she kind of introduced into Laravel herself. So it was great to get her help on that. Um, and she'll probably help with the Laravel 10 shift here in a couple months as well. Uh, so it'll be great to get her insight, but you know, Jess probably had the most long-lived contract for Shift, uh, you know, probably almost two years there. And again, it was just kind of a monthly retainer, a certain number of hours. She helped me with little things on the website uh, and eventually kind of worked her way in, in, into building um, Shifts themselves, again, the Tailwind Shifts. But beyond that, again, Shift is just me. So uh, I have to be mindful of my capacity and what I can and can't do. So at this point, I really think that shift is truly just Laravel shift. That's, you know, kind of my comfort zone. That's the main source of revenue. There's really no reason for me to kind of expand in either additional, you know, tech stacks or expand as far as the team is concerned. If anything, at this point, I'm looking to pare down some of shifts offerings. Um, you know, the developer platform did something did come out of that it kind of pivoted into what is now the workbench so a lot of these ancillary tasks that were being built to kind of offer up for developers to build their own shifts turned into tasks that are now in the workbench so there's over like 70 tasks in the workbench but that itself kind of has its own support right it, it, it's now a desktop application via electron so there's additional support i have to do you know it has its own issues based on all the different platforms it can run on it definitely proved that a developer platform would have had a lot more support and probably would have put me on a path where I would have had to hire somebody either to handle all the support or hire a team to kind of manage uh, the review process and the building out of those additional tasks and the SDK and the documentation. So while I wouldn't necessarily say those were missteps, they were ideas that didn't really pan out and really has put me in a place now where, again, just kind of cautious of, of maybe retrying some of those things. You know, Shift is doing perfectly fine for just me, and that's probably where I plan to keep it. So with that, until the next episode. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 53.